just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Hi, this is Adam. This is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Oh no, we we got we forgot to put our glasses up. Oh, oh, cheers. Cheers. Mine was, is very full. Mine is very solid. So mm-hmm. mine's just bourbon. The glass. Is this the Immortals? Oh, it is. It is. I just poured it into a glass for you. You're welcome. It smells oh, delicious. It smells. It's great. I tried to make a drink. It tasted out terrible. I added a bunch of sugar and it's better now. Yeah. Uh, also, sugar. we're also resolving the fact that I don't care for pomegranates, which so sad, so yeah. sad. Because she she made a drink involves pomegranate liqueur, mm-hmm. and I was like, um, nah. when at first it just tasted like very strong. Mm-hmm. It was a very 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 strong drink, and not in like a good stiff drink way. In a like I'm drinking like syrup. Well, it's got lime way. juice, pomegranate. Lime juice, pomegranate, and gin. And gin. And so there's a lot of competing botanicals and florals and fruits like all over that. I think if I put a cup of this in like a bunch of soda water. Yeah, it'd probably be all right. It'd be be pretty good. But yeah, it's just a lot of a lot. And like I said, I don't care for pomegranate. So that was not selling it for me. So I now have to drink two of these. Challenge accepted. Right. We need to get some more grenadine in our house. Challenge accepted. (laughs) FYI. So yeah, we'll we'll get there. So how's your week going? Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Um we are having some of some family over for one of our kids' birthdays, which means we have to clean the house. And it's so much of me just sitting there being like, see that Kleenex? Throw it out. And like, then they walk across for, the room, for like step days. over the Kleenex, <laughs> reach under the sofa, and grab another Kleenex. Right. And like, Okay, sure. Also throw that one yeah, out. Yeah, I mean. But like, yeah. Why are your socks on the dining room table? Like. Why? Why are your used socks on the dining room table? Mom, I'm out of clean socks. Go in the basement. Mm-hmm. Pick up all the socks. Socks. Put them in your hamper. We'll solve this problem I'll tomorrow. I'll wash them. Yeah. Uh... But so yes. that's your trial. Yes, it's hard. It's hard. I'm also messy, so like I understand uh, being messy. I think I might be ADHD. Well, actually, like now that I'm like piecing it all together, I'm like, huh. So you know how like maybe you know how like Adam <laughs> will be like, I need to do this task, and then he does it, and then he gets to the end of the task, and he keeps going through the cleanup phase. Most of the time, not always, but, mm-hmm. you know, unless he's interrupted by, like, time or, or obligation. Yeah. yeah, that's like a superpower I didn't realize I had. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that at all. No. I'm like, nope, nope, I gotta work on 17,000 things at once. I get hyper-focused on some things. Oh, yeah, yeah, that does happen. Um, yeah, so. Legit. Whatever. Uh, my brain is special. <laughs> And we're going to learn to work with my brain because it's not fucking changing. I mean, you're, 
you're in the DSM. So like, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. that special. It's not mm-hmm. like you get to name your disorder after you or something. Oh no, no, not at all. Um, but yes, I am I'm messy. I have some uh now now that I am older and like starting to learn vocabulary for things, I'm like, oh yes, I I definitely have that. You struggle um, with executive function processes. <laughs> huh. You're like, huh. That's yeah, what that's called. That's what that's called. It sounds much fancier. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I'm yeah. messy and some of my kids are also messy and it's hard. Yeah. Well it's also really hard, I think, for you to be like, Hey, I need you to focus on cleaning up and then like halfway through you watching them, you're like squirrel. And then, right. I'm like, I'm also not focusing. And then they're like, what squirrel? And then right. you're both in the backyard looking at the squirrel and I'm like, mm, this has not gone well. Right. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. But it's fine. We'll get there. We're not mm-hmm. in bad shape. We're we got a couple things that need to get done. But I did deep clean the bathroom. Our children are disgusting. They are. Uh, I we did a deep clean of the mud room mm-hmm. due to somebody throwing away some sort of liquid that then leaked under the washer, and we had to like pull the washer dryer. That's the garbage out. can's fault. Like, yeah. well, it was the garbage bag garbage can's fault. Right. Like it was a combo effort there. Perfect storm. And garbage so... juice all over the floor. So, yeah, that was kind of gross. It was one of those, why is there water on the floor? And I was like, oh, crap, is it the washer? And then it wasn't, and there was a moment of relief. I was like, yeah. Followed immediately by a moment of relief. But also, we have to pull out the washer and wash these floors and whatever. Yeah, like, I had to, like, tilt the washer and, like, wipe the underside a little bit. That was like, I'm going to lose an arm, but I did not. Yeah, I have to wait till I get to, like, real fits and starts where I'm like, I'm throwing everything out. (laughs) Truth. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm keeping all of these precious, wonderful things that are useful. I uh, I have started throwing away the cardboard boxes that all my shit came in that I've been stockpiling. You guys, this is huge. Huge. When I married Adam, I did not realize I was marrying so many fucking boxes. It's true. I should have been in our vows. I, 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 wait, on which side? <laughs> Would you support me and my boxes, or would I right. promise not to make the boxes? Right, like collect the boxes. Either way, anyway. Either way, just needed to be like so, noted. So I um I've been filling up the recycle bin every day with you know mm-hmm. when it's time to put the recycling out, I just go down and I grab a section of Whatever boxes to fit. I have boxes for like phones that we haven't owned in and ten then, years, and then you pick up a box and you're like, but this is a really nice box. Uh, so most of the boxes I'm throwing away at this point are like, yeah, it's a nice box, but it's an iPhone four. So, um, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't like use it to wrap a present. Yeah. I'd be like, that's not an iPhone four. It's actually like a piece of cheese. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd rather have the cheese than an iPhone four at this point. But yes. But I mean, I, I'm very pro cheese. Fair, fair. But, uh, yeah, so I'm like. Just kind of working through that backlog of boxes that I've accumulated, and it's it's big. It's big. It took a lot of storage space out of our basement that we can use for actual shit. Yeah. But yeah, you're the organizer, and you're always like reorganizing things. And you're always like, "I put this here," and I'm like, "Where the fuck did your dad put this?" Truth. Also, I I mean, I we did we had some fruit flies, so we think we maybe had a rotten onion fall into a crevasse in right in our pantry, which turns out to have been a box that contained four cans of sprite and one rotten onion <laughs> i mean the sprite's still fine <laughs> sprite's fine i wiped it down it's great um but but i'm glad you found it but we yeah we we identified the onion but again it's just one of those things you're like what 
I was not looking in the spike box for an onion because why? 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 And here we are. And so uh, that spurred an entire clean out reorg of the pantry. Right. Throwing out all the like, hey, these Stroop waffles are from like 1994. We, we have Girl Scout out. cookies. Yes. But they're the lemonades. Mm-hmm. So we got to eat those. I'll help. I will eat them. Because we, we did have like Thin Mints and like those coconut ones for a long time. They go fast. Uh, we, we had them in the pantry. Those don't go as fast for me. No, the tagalongs go so fast. Oh, the tagalongs. Like the tagalongs, if we have them, they're gone. Those are, um, those are inside of a week. And then, uh, coconut is very divisive in our family. We are about half and half. Yeah. So, like, if I bust out the coconut, one of my children are like, fuck yes, coconut. <laughs> and the other ones are like, can we the have the one, tagalongs? Yeah, and the other ones are like, what am I gonna have? I'm special too. But also our coconut lover has figured out if... And I'm not naming names. They. She <laughs> um, goes and eats the tagalongs, the peanut butter ones, with the peanut butter kids. The mm-hmm. coconuts will still be there when she gets there. They'll be there waiting for her. And so. Right there waiting for her. Whatever you do. But yes. No. Um, like a sting song. Yes. Anyway, but they, uh, yeah, so she's figured out that little loophole. And I'm like, good for you working the system. She is your daughter. Again, she's a little bit distractible, ADHD maybe, mm-hmm. messy. But also can work a fucking system. She can. She's like, what is? what are the rules and how can I exploit them? Yes. So there you go. You can only have three cookies. Okay, well, I'll have the peanut butter ones. What happens when they're gone? Then you can only have three cookies. Well, the boys don't want those. Jokes That's their them. lost. Yeah. So. They should develop a more rich palate. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I do think there's just people that taste things differently. Yes, like it's, it's like colorblindness, but like. But with taste, or some taste. people taste bananas and they're like, "This fucking tastes terrible," and they're like, "What are you talking about? Bananas are amazing." Yep, I'm that way with coconut. I'm like, coconut just tastes like soap and hate, mm-hmm. and I hate it. And do I do you don't not like cilantro nope. either. I love cilantro. Yeah, I, maybe those are related. I don't know how this didn't come up. In our, like, any of our pre-marriage shenanigans. I mean, you watched me eat a ginormous burrito, but there wasn't too much cilantro in it. Mm-hmm. That was... Because I love both cilantro and coconut. Yep. I... I don't know what it is about coconut. I think maybe, like, lovers and haters of coconut are, like, always end up paired. <sighs> <laughs> partnered in some way, or best friends, like... It's a tragedy of, of our human condition. Right. I think there's just something about, like, our pheromones... We're, our DNA is different enough that you're like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. That def- our, our offspring will not be really malformed because you hate coconut. And I love coconut. Because I can tell by your smells. Well, I'm just going to say, though, I have siblings. I mean, obviously, we have siblings in our mm-hmm. house that love and hate coconut. So it's not really that much of a genetic. Who even knows? I don't know. The whole thing. So anyway, if you're listening to this and you're a couple and you both love or hate coconut. I'm very interested. How does your dynamic because, work? Because because you are the the only uh, data point in, in all and all of the people I know and love. So that's true. So anyway, also this week we watched a movie. We watched a movie recently off Disney Premier Access because I don't give them too much money. But right, it's, right, because we're we're kind of cheap. Yeah, we are. Um, this is Cruella. Mm-hmm. The prequel to 101 Dalmatians. The 1960s or the 1990s or 2000s 1960s. Version. I think so. 
Yes. So this is a movie, uh, first off, it is out of time. Yes. It is Wes Anderson-esque in that respect. It's like a, it's a dream of a memory. Mm-hmm. A memory of a dream. Yeah, where it's like, if, if you made me pin it down and tell you what year this took place in, mm-hmm. I could not really do it, other than the fact that everybody's phones are corded to the walls. <laughs> Happens, so, happens so to be. sometime before 2008. Right. Well, um, they do mention 1965 mm-hmm. and the 70s. Like, the yeah. 70s was when uh, she was a young adult. Yeah, I think Corella so. was a young adult. So, like, this is the 19, like... Maybe early, late 70s, early 80s, I feel, maybe. would be okay. Maybe into the late 80s mm-hmm. tops. But this makes me feel like then it is a prequel not to the 1960s 101 Dalmatians, but to the Jeff Daniels right when close the, yeah Dumb and Dumber yeah um the live action ones and yeah, oof yeah I feel like Hugh Laurie Hugh Laurie <laughs> I was like baby's first you Laurie right there Aww. and you're like oh my gosh what else is he being in and you're like no no, no i mean no, i mean whatever no. oh, okay maybe that one like if you just want to watch him be surly like i do feel like that gets old fast but house yes yeah, it wasn't terrible well also like fry and laurie was actually hilarious mm-hmm. i really enjoy their uh their dynamic together because they were just super silly and british which yeah. is great but yeah but anyway but hero is not in this film he is not he's on, not on forge unfortunately he's um, busy so cruella yes opens with like let's start at the beginning and you see like a woman screaming and a baby getting pulled out of a vagina and i'm like oh this is like some real biology class vibes yeah like i mean I, you don't see the vagina i had babies but I was also like not totally there for it, <laughs> and you, I was like, "This you didn't is, miss much. This is fucking triggering. Like, yeah. I, I do not need this right now." No, but anyway. But so, thanks. But baby is born, mm-hmm. and, and there's like the slapping of the butt and the screaming. Yep, and um, there's a necklace on the mom. Okay, okay. So it opens with like Corella is being the narrator, and she was like. I always made a splash. And you see uh, little baby Corella with her, like, half black, half white hair. Which is awesome. That happens, by the way. It's just the it does it? Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's like the calico gene. Yeah, alopecia. But but in humans. Yeah, it's a form of alopecia sometimes. Where they have, like, the black streak or, like... Yeah, my uh, my grandmother famously... Um, well, not famously, because you never met this one. Famously. Um, she had brown and white mottled hair right she had like calico hair she had like calico she hair. also had no hair on her legs yeah did she mm-hmm. I, I didn't hear that part it yeah. never came up <laughs> it came up and i was like i'm very jealous about about that part of the alopecia like other parts i'm like whatever i want my eyelashes but like kind of here for the no leg hair that would be handy i guess yeah it's kind of nice but anyway but yeah the it's it's a form of alopecia she had that and that was always mm-hmm. kind of like interesting to us as kids we we're like hmm Grandma's got like, you know, leopard spots, basically. You would love it if you grew leopard spot hair. hundred percent. hundred percent. But anyway, but she's got, Corilla's got the different styles. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, all right, so first off, 
there's this necklace and that necklace is the reason why I'm dead now. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself, which is like such a great little plot mm-hmm. prelude device. Right, right. Uh, the, the gun over the mantle, mm-hmm. if you will. Yes. And she's like, so someone like you look like me when you're you're you've got this hair thing going on you're you're gonna have to challenge the world right people treat you differently and because people treat you differently you're like fuck yeah let's be different and so she decides to challenge the world through fashion through fashion that's like her that's her passion and love and her outlet and her outlet and she's great at it sure and so she goes to school and she's like the punk rock kid with the well first off she starts with starts with her hair two different colors which is going to get you like you're going to get funneled into a couple of demographics. hundred percent. People are like, your hair is fucking lit. And other people are like, what's with your hair? What are you, some sort of like mutant? Right. And so she falls in with the kind of like alternative crowd or whatever. And the the weirdos. Yes. and the She almost immediately meets Anita. Mm-hmm. Darling. She doesn't refer to her as darling. She does. Thought, does she? She does. Uh, she's like Anita. Well, and it might be Anita, comma, darling. Yeah, like, I think so, maybe. And she does mention, like, that's such a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assumed it was Anita, darling. Such a great name. Mm-hmm. Which implies that when Anita married John, John took Anita's name because her name is darling. Maybe. Right. Why not? Why not? It's the, it's the 80s. I mean, it, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Absolutely. Like, if I married someone whose last name was Best, I'm like, yes, I will take your name. Because <laughs> your name is Best. <laughs> yes. My name is not Best. Obviously. But she still took it. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Um, but she has issues there, uh, mostly because she gets picked on by bullies and idiots. Right. And she doesn't take crap. She yeah. doesn't just roll over. So she fights back mm-hmm. and gets also a lot of other things, like just... Just in trouble in general. Right, like, she gets in trouble a lot. She's disrespectful to their teachers because they Cause they're terrible. They're terrible. Like she's at a British boarding school. She shouldn't be, you know, whatever. Right, right. Don't you like, they don't, they don't really, they're not here for you stepping out of line. No, they don't. And that's like literally all. Uh, so Corella's real name is Estella. Estella. And, and uh, Estella with an E. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corella is the name that they give her like rude alter ego that yes. her mother and her uh give her rude alter ego and it's like listen you're you're being instead of instead of her mom being like you're being a real bitch now it's like Estella's like, showing up right like this this is Corella talking this is not my sweet lovely Estella this is Corella and that's not you right so that's a whole mm-hmm. it's thing. like it's a way to talk about behavior that's not intrinsic, which it, which can be helpful. Can be helpful or can lead to disassociation, which. I don't know I that don't it know. necessarily leads to dissociation. I feel like uh, people who are struggling with multiple personality disorders will struggle with multiple personality well, disorder regardless. Not, not necessarily multiple personality or like that kind of disassociation, but basically just like. It's not me. It's not me that's doing this. This is. You know, the the bad me inside me. This is my evil nature. This is, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Like, it can be a real way to just Some kinda, real Plato shit. Yeah, like, kind of play off the old man or mm-hmm. whatever your tradition gives you. But, yeah, you know, this isn't my fault. This was something else. And you're like, oh, well, 
But also there's consequences. His body is in trouble, <laughs> whoever was steering at the time. So, right. yeah, get in here. But uh, she ends up getting expelled. Right. But right before she gets expelled, her mother is like, I'm withdrawing her from school. And like, um, like the second uh, he was like, I have to expel her. She was like, I'm, I'm withdrawing her from school. And he was like, but I said she was expelled. And he's like, nope, it can't be on a record. I'm withdrawing her from school. I withdrawing her first. She's not expelled. Right, right. You can't, you can't break up with me. Uh, you, you can't fire me. I quit. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah. And uh, really the, the headmaster or whatever is just like. Whatever. As whatever. Just get as the long fuck as you out get of my the fuck out of my school. That's fine. I'm fine with it. And so they're going to go to London. Right, because they're kind of out of options. She got kicked out of the one school that she was in in, like, I don't know, Cornwall or wherever she was. Yeah, I don't know British geography at all. Uh, Britain's not that big. It's like the size of Indiana, but it's like... Not, yeah, it's it's small. But, um, yeah, wherever. I think she was up in the country, in the yeah. north. Um, in the Lake District, perhaps? <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I only know that because of, of watching Top Gear. That's all I know. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so they're headed to London. Right, right, and uh, Corella slash Estella is like, "Yay, London!" And and the mom is like, "You should not be excited. Like, there's nothing to celebrate. You got kicked out of school, and we're going to London because it's the last fucking chance. Um, but first, I have to stop and beg for money from an old friend. Yeah, and because we don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Right. So we got to do this. Mm-hmm. So they pull up into the ginormous fucking estate. Yes. And there's a fashion show going on, like all these fancy cars. Mm-hmm. And Corella's mom goes to find someone. Right. She's like, I'm going to go find a friend. I need you to stay in the car. Do course, not leave the car. And of course, Corella stays right in the car. No, she 100% does it. Because she sees a dress that's like has both fur and chiffon. <gasps> like, What is this? Right. It's so interesting. Groundbreaking. So she crashes the party and is like looking at all the fashion um, and ends up getting caught by um, the head of security for whatever's going on there. Right. Who is uh, played by Mark Strong. Mark Strong, who I don't know him. Uh, he... he looks like he should be in a Fast and Furious movie, but he's not. No, he's Fast not Jason Statham. Movies. He's not Jason Statham. So, which is a real bummer to he me. Is, he was... Um, he was, was Moriarty. Was he like a Bond villain? Like he was Moriarty. Okay. In uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Bond or Bond. <laughs> Robert mean, Downey Jr. Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, which I did not see. That's uh, that holds up. Does it? It's good. Robert is so okay. So likable, which is not really what I want in a Sherlock. So he plays uh, Sherlock as kind of a tortured genius with a substance use problem. He's a little bit of a I, womanizer. I, I mean, I see I see the womanizer substance abuse problem like see line. that hand. I see the through line. But like the I, problem is that Robert Downey Jr. is so fucking charming. Yeah. He is, he is charming as fuck. And part of uh, Sherlock's milieu is that he's very othered he's very he's very othered by society and he's Mm -hmm. very you know like you would be like what the fuck is with that guy but like if i met robert jr in a bar i'd be like this guy's amazing yeah shots all around uh also jude law is uh is watson oh i don't identify with jude law as anyone who's not like inherently evil 
at best, Jude Law does not want to be in the movie he's in. <laughs> he's like real excited at table read. And then he's like, the fuck is this? <laughs> what what even is happening? Why am I still here? Jude, you had the script. You could read all of it. But like, I mean, all of his characters, though, are like, I would rather be on some other story than what I'm doing right now. Like, I don't know how I ended up in this story. Maybe he's just real ambitious. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyway. anyway, I did not see that movie. But anyway, Mark Strong, he's in it. He's a he's a strong, bald British dude. Right, right. Catches Cruella. He's like kind of badass. Yeah, kind of badass. He's, he's all right. Catches Cruella and is taking her out. But she gets away from him and manages to escape, although she's pursued, you know, exit stage left, pursued mm-hmm. by Dalmatians. Right. Three Dalmatians. Who are terrible. Yeah. Who are the like, worst. Guard dog down. First off, that's a lot of style to have guard dog Dalmatians. Okay. Can you even train Dalmatians to be vicious? Oh, yeah. Every interaction I've had with Dalmatians, they're the dopiest. Like, like this derp. Yeah, just the derpish shits. Like, no offense to Dalmatians or Dimension owners. Like, they're very sweet and, like, fucking dumb. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't had... Maybe I've only had the, like, the dregs of the Dalmatian population. I mean... But, like, truly, they're they're very happy to be here. They're, like... They're like California super dudes of dogs. To bring bring back some... um, some genetic references to everybody is everybody's cousin kind of situations. Okay. Dalmatians maybe have suffered a little bit of brain damage in the <laughs> in the like the breeding hyper pools. breeding. It's like we need the spots. We don't care about anything else. Yeah, and it just turns out that they made like they made a lot of dumb dogs. Yeah, they're very sweet, but they're not very smart. No, but you know they look great on a on right. a fire truck. And right, they look good. Yeah, they're they're very stylish. But yes, but um, apparently she only has like elite like seal team six guard <laughs> versions of guard dalmatians sure so gorilla escapes out of the the manor to the back of the house mm-hmm. where she sees her mom right her mom talking with her friend yeah the friend who is in like a fabicus dress and wig yeah and like a high collar like she's dressed like marie antoinette oh it's 100 percent like, I have to, like Marie Antoinette's headless ghost. Yeah. I have to ask, though, mm-hmm. do you think this is actually what the fashion show was? Or is this Cruella's impression Ooh. of what she saw? That's interesting. That's interesting. Like, if you ask, if you went back in time and asked Cruella, she would have said everything was old and out of date and stuffy and aristocratic aristocratic right right and expensive and expensive even if it was like very, 1965 very out of touch yeah. yeah even if it was like 1965 but or in was her, it halloween or and everyone was like could have been doing a, ball. a costume i gotta say the brits are here for quote-unquote fancy dress parties which, i guess which means costume parties for like all fucking occasions like i'm in America, the only time that you can dress up in a costume is Halloween. Right. But in Britain, people just have costume parties, <laughs> which is amazing to me. We're just going to have a Tarts and Vickers party. That's right. a thing. Right. It's a it's a theme. It's a theme that they expect the, everyone to dress up like priests or prostitutes. Let's do this. Um, If we were going to this, I would 
we I would gender swap you. Thank you. Thank you. I would make an amazing priest. It would be fantastic. My, my neck, like, is great. I got good cheekbones. Like, I can do this. I mean, I wouldn't make a bad priest, but I think it would be more fun if... Yes, I appreciate I appreciate that. Yeah, show up, roll up in some Thank assless chaps. Thank you. So, it would be great. I mean, I don't know that I would put you in assless chaps. I would definitely put you in, like, a bunny. Like... I I would I would need you to be like a Playboy bunny with like fucking ears and like a unicorn. So I was thinking like you said bunny and I automatically went to like mascot. <laughs> and I was like that's like I can't put my arms down. Like with a big giant like head and I mean like no. Suit. No, I was like hot pink like little puff tail fishnets. I'm going to have to shave some stuff. I mean, we have many razors in this house. I will need all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then some more. Uh, anyway, on that mental image. Uh, but anyway, so while Corella runs out the back, pursued by the Dalmatians, the Dalmatians end up running past Cruella to knock Cruella's mom off of the like fucking terrace because this this castle is on a terrace like on mm -hmm. a cliff and there's a terrace that's right. where that's of course where they're having their conversation of Corella's mom being like hey i just need some money like mm -hmm. and then i'll i promise i'll never come back right and so Corella's mom gets knocked to her death Corella instantly thinks it's her fault yeah, because dogs were chasing her, and then they got distracted. That's 100% her fault. But also, she's, like, 10, you know? And so, like... Well, I mean, a tragic thing happened, and the way she's going to process is it by assigning blame. Right, right, because then she has control. Right. As opposed to being, like, the world's a shit show and people die. Yeah, that's um, it's, it, not comforting. Yeah. So. so sometimes it is more comforting to be like, it was all my fault. We're really getting to a lot of psychoanalysis about Cruella. Sorry. I'm not sorry. It's kind of fun. <laughs> anyway. So, of course, Cruella freaks and has to get out of there. Right. Runs away. And runs away. Uh, and ends up stealing... Or her mom had a necklace. Right. Right. And they had this whole conversation in the car about, like, the mom was like, I don't think I want to wear this necklace. And Cruella's like, you should. It looks great on you. And she's like, it'll be yours someday. It is a family heirloom. But, like, for now, I'm not going to wear it. I'm just going to, like, I don't know, put it in my pocket. No, she left it in the car and Corella put it, in it on. And then Corella put it on. Okay. And then Corella ends up losing it at the manor where she was hiding behind the shrubs. Mm -hmm. She leaves the necklace and takes off, gets on a garbage truck. And the garbage truck inexplicably goes from wherever this manor is into, like, central London. That seems the wrong way to be hauling garbage. Maybe it's empty and it's going to pick She's up. She's on piles of trash. I don't know. I don't understand this. I don't know. You don't bring trash into the city. It's a it's a truck of convenience is what it is. <laughs> there are so many things like that in this movie. Yeah, it just kind of works out. So she gets dropped off downtown London, finds a fountain. So they had had this whole conversation about like, hey, we're going to London. And as soon as we get there, you and me are going to have tea. At this fountain. I don't remember what the fountain is called. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to talk about, like, our plans. You know, like, you're going to share your plans. I'm going to share my plans. And, like, we're going we're gonna to make this work together. Like, you and me. We're going to yeah. meet at this fountain. 
And so she goes to the fountain and talks uh, to her non-existent mother. I mean, she doesn't have a grave. She doesn't have a gravestone to talk to. You know, like, she needs some closure. And this is the last place that her mother and her were, like, going to meet. Yeah, so, like, in her 10-year-old brain, like, this is where her mother is headed. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is where she can find that connection. Yeah, where the spirit of her mother lives. Yeah. I get it. It's just... It's It's not ridiculous. No. So, while she's grieving, while she's processing things, she notices two boys. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are... Jasper and Horace. And they are petty little thieves. Right, they're also runaways. Mm-hmm. Unfamilyed? Is that mm-hmm. the preferred? Unfamilyed, yes. Oh, there you go. Unfamilyed. So, um, and they're running, they're pickpocketing. One of them's, like, scraping coins out of the fountain. Right, one of them is stealing wallets from, like, passerbys. And uh, she's, like, asleep on the fountain, and they wake her up, and they're like, Hey, just so you know... Like, the cops are going to come by in, like, ten minutes. Like, you should probably skedaddle. And sh- and she's like, like, you should probably go home now. And she's like, I don't have a home. Like, oh, well, that sucks. And, like, they're trying not to make eye contact and invite her along. Mm-hmm. But also they're not making it super hard for her to do so. Also, before before her mom died. Yeah. Before her mom died, she found a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. And adopted true. the dog. And she... The in the quintessential Disney mom mm-hmm. way, this this child, which you're traveling from wherever you are to London because oh, you, you have got a dog. kicked out of whatever. You're like, oh, you have a dog, and you're like, yep, yeah, I found him. His name's Buddy. And she's yeah. like, welcome to the family, Buddy. Yep. Y'all, Disney is setting way too high of a bar for mothers. Like, if my child. Yeah. Brings home a fucking animal. No. I'm going to be like, no, that that whatever it is, is wild or belongs to someone and needs to be free. You can't just fucking pick up like dogs or raccoons or whatever. Crows. No, no. Crows I love. You cannot just assemble a mur- an army murder of crows. No. I'm thinking about it. I mean, like, crows do live outside all the time. Yeah, that's... Like, dogs expect to, like, live in my house, and that's a whole nother level. my If my child just, like, raised, slash, whatever, befriended random uh, animals who lived outside, there's a lot more leeway. Fair enough. But anyway, um, also, Horace and Jasper have a little dog named Winky. Named Winky. Who only has one eye. He's right, he was very friendly. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. But while they're kind of working the scene, a cop does show up, blows whistle, oi, you. Right, like you're supposed to be in school. And the trio whatever. run off. Mm-hmm. Um, right, she follows them to their like hideout or right. whatever. And they think... They're trying to kind of lose her, but maybe not. I think there's a little bit of a disagreement. There's, there's a little bit of breadcrumbing. Yeah. If she can follow us, then she's worthy to follow us. Right, right. Then she can roll with our crew. If not, well, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Mm-hmm. So she ends up back at their um, hideout and becomes part of the gang. And that's... Right. And literally the first thing she says is, I have to dye my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, because... People are looking for me, and yeah. I'm very, very distinctive. Right. 
And so she does. And she's a redhead now. Mm-hmm. And so. Okay. Sure, whatever. Cool. And she just kind of goes through her life as a redhead. Right. And she's like, and before you knew it, 10 years have passed. And uh, we spent the last 10 years, like, stealing random stuff. And I would make, like, just fabulous disguises. And, yeah. you know, like, it was it was a really good time. Yeah, and it's like a whole montage of petty and not-so-petty crimes that they mm-hmm. pull. I think at one point they, like, steal, like, an Aston Martin or something. Like, it's a really nice-looking car. And it's... What are you going to do with that? Do you sell it? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. You bring it to some of the parts it out? I guess. That would make sense. Like, you gotta, you gotta chop it. You can't... Well, you put you it on. A, you can't keep a hole. The other option is like put it on a boat for Dubai. That's yes. what you do these days. Yes, you ship it. You ship it off to to some Saudi prince or something, and right. Yeah, it's fine. But um, fast forward, it's to a birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, they put hats on dogs. They have a cake that's for not her, but right. They stole the cake. I'm like, oh, it's such a great day, except for for Judy. Sorry, Judy. Sorry, Judy, about your cake. Yeah, well. It's good mm-hmm. cake. So they have a little uh, birthday thing. And Jasper right. has gotten her, for her birthday, a job. Yes. A job at the premier fashion house in London, the Baroness. Well, it's the Liberty, I believe, is the... Yes. The Liberty the... And Liberty of London is a real company. Yeah. Liberty of London is a department store. So she's going to work at the department store, which is like a, her first step into the world of fashion and mm-hmm. working her way up. And they're like, that's amazing. What'd you, like, how'd you, how'd you pull this off? And it's like, oh, you know, I made you a, a completely fake <laughs> resume and I dropped it in the, in the whatever. If they ask you how you know the crown prince, just tell him mm-hmm. it's a polo, polo thing. thing. And so she starts her job. Her job is... Cleaning toilets. Yeah. She, uh, she was so pumped. She was like, really, in the 70s, Liberty of London was like like the the best place to work if you were a, like a fashion forward person with taste. Like, I was so excited. And then she ends up just cleaning toilets. Right. And so... She tries to talk to the boss. The boss just shuts her down. She's like, he's like, listen, I'm not paying you to think. I'm not paying you to have ideas. I'm not paying you to do anything other than clean. Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, if they need help in alterations, I would be great at that. She, and he was like, fuck you. Just clean the toilets. Yeah. Real patronizing. Very mean. Mm-hmm. But also, you know. That's why they They don't her. pay her to think. They pay her to clean the toilets. Right. She has no pedigree. She has no CV that would say I'm a fashion designer. So, and she's wearing a uniform the whole time, which mm-hmm. I think is also one of those like subtle, mm-hmm. like we've stripped everything that's Cruella away from Cruella. She has red hair and a uniform. Right. She looks nothing like herself. She is, she is expected to just be a cog in a machine and she can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they're there, Horace and Jasper do show up looking for an ankle. Like, mm. What's your angle? What are you going to do? What's your plan? What, how are we going to like, can we rob she's this like, guy? The angle is this is my dream job. And you back the fuck off. Yes. And, yeah. Um. So, like, one time her boss asks her to stay late mm-hmm. by herself and clean or whatever. And she breaks into the boss's private stash of whiskey. 
or bourbon. Well, okay, so or brown liquor, right, whatever brown liquor it so is. So what? Af- right after Horace and Jasper show up, she dumps a trash can bag on herself, mm-hmm. and then goes to go in the back door, and um, it's locked. So she's now got garbage juice all over. She's got a piece of banana stuck to her cheek. She she has to walk around to the front of the store and come in because the back door's locked. And that's when she meets her boss, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Seriously, you're a wreck." Like, all right, get it, get it together, get it together. Also, you're gonna you owe me some hours. You need to clean up after hours, and then maybe we'll talk about some things. And she had seen a um window display when she was walking mm-hmm. around the front, and she was like, "That's really." It's not great. Boring. You don't look great. No. I mean, it's fine, but it's just, that's what you're going with. It's not inspiring. Yeah. So that's when her boss is like, you need to work late to make this up. And so she does. And then, yeah, she drinks his brown liquor. Right. So she's. whiskey of some sort. She is. Okay. If you were the manager of a department store Mm -hmm. and you told an employee to work late, would you trust that employee to work late? Or just to be there late. Well, I mean, if you set them to certain tasks. Right, like do these like four things. And then you can go home. And then you can go home. And then when you roll up, roll up in the morning, you check the status of those four things. Mm-hmm. That, maybe. Yes. Maybe. But. Has Cruella slash Estella proven herself to be trustworthy at this point? No. However, she did go through some things where she kind of vaguely threatened him that she knew some details like where the bodies were hidden Mm -hmm. and he's kind of like oh okay well i can't fire you but right but i am gonna make your life terrible i'm gonna make your life terrible right so she has to work by herself in this giant department store late at night and she breaks into her boss's liquor cabinet because like it was the 1960s and every boss had liquor in their office because it was wild. Six years were wild, y'all. Alcoholism was just beginning to become, like, understood. <laughs> Nobody really understood functional alcoholism. I mean, they, they, I think I'd say that they all understood it. Right. But... They all just assumed that everyone had functional alcoholism. Yes. As opposed to debilitating alcoholism. Which is what they actually had, a lot of them. But anyway, uh, so she gets smashed, kind of, sort of cleans, mm-hmm. but ends up in the window display. Fixes it. Fixes it. I fixed it. Yeah. She... And also passes out in in the the window display. display. So she, like, graffitis the walls. She, like, deconstructs the dress a little bit and pulls it apart and, like, has, like... Right. It looks like like, a miniskirt part and, like, some... Like, like, I don't know. She cuts cuts it all up. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And then... It's found there the next morning. There's people, like, taking photos of the, of the right. window. She, she is passed out on the floor of the window. Right. Uh, and so she gets pulled into the store by her boss, mm-hmm. who is, of course... Livid. livid. Yeah. And before he can really lay into her... The Baroness shows up. Yeah. The, the big fashion designer. Yes. The big fashion designer of Liberty of London. And was like, who did that window? And they're like, uh, uh. Boss is ready to throw. Right. Ready to throw Estella under the bus. Uh, and does throw Estella under the bus. It's like, oh, this this girl, I was ready to fire her. And she's like, don't. That's the most interesting thing I've ever seen in the window in like 
five fucking years. Well, like, he's, he's basically like, she doesn't work here anymore. She's gone. I got rid of her. She's, she's, I'm sorry. We'll make everything go. And she's like, right, oh, so she forward. doesn't work here anymore? Cool. Because she can work for me. Give her my card. And so her, like, little sister runs over and, like, hands her, hands Estella. Mm-hmm. The business card is like, be at my place, 5 a.m. sharp, tomorrow. 5 a.m.? Good God. Fuck. I would be like, five? No, I'll be there at eight, or you can maybe not have this job. Right, I do my killing after breakfast. Yeah, good callback. Um. Anyway, so Estella's over the moon. The boss is kind of like confused as what the fuck just happened. Right, because he doesn't understand. Fashion? Fashion. Yep. And just hire. So next morning. Corella rolls up on the Baroness's place. Um, and Corella's like, you know, ready to work. Wants to see mm-hmm. the Baroness, wants to get in it. The Baroness is there and she's super critical. Like, right. of everything. Right. And she's like, I don't like this, like, half inch over here and whatever. You know, like. Mm-hmm. But, like, also that's her job. Like, she's yeah. a very details person. She's paid to be a very details person. She has some, like, real Virgo energy. But she also is a sociopath. Because... Yes, I'm... not all Virgos are sociopaths. But she walks... Like, at one point, she's walking down inspecting the different dressmaker dummies. And she just whips out a razor blade that she carries with her. Right, like a fucking straight razor. Like, she's like she's in Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Like, exactly. it is bonkers. She just flips it out and she swipes the, like epaulettes off you know the shoulder work off mm-hmm. of Corella's dress right. she's like that's better that's better and Corella's like how she's like what and she's like, you you hurt me and she you holds up to me you nicked yeah, me like, I'm fucking bleeding and then you Cor- psychopath and the Baroness just grabs Corella's arm is like the shade of red can fabrics can we get can we get the shade can we get the shade and then just walks off and it's like wow not a lot of value placed on human life here. Yes, yes. Um, uh, the Baroness is played by uh, Lady Emma Thompson. Yes. To perfection. To perfection. Yeah. Truly. Like, she's the she's my favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. And she goes to... So, you know, we kind of cut out of there, and we end up at a shop. Well, like a second time around shop. Yeah, and it's or a consignment of a some consignment sort. Consignment vintage. Yeah, it is uh, operated by Artie. Artie, you can just call me Art, as in work of. Okay, yes, you can call me Art. He is running. Yeah, he run he runs a like a high fashion, fashion but consign- consignment yeah. shop. And it was like I was I was noticing in the window, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's the Baroness, like nineteen sixty five collection. Like this is Dior nineteen fifty three. This is spring. whatever, whatever." Like spring, um, like I have a great eye, and I uh, cultivate like only the best mm-hmm. uh, comes into my shop, and so whoever comes in and who wants like a real high fashion moment, like I'm I'm their person, right? And and Corel is like, yeah, we're gonna go far, right? And Corel is like, I I see your talent and your eye, and yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Also, like art is peak like androgynous david bowie yes he's got like a little bit of a mullet like but a lot of eyeliner but a lot of eyeliner 
Very cute. Huge cheekbones. Cheekbones for days. Big lifts yes. in the shoes, like platforms. Yeah, they look great. He's he's he is a he is a work of art. Like he's he a work of fantastic. art. Like he, he put in a lot of effort and it paid off. Yeah, he's 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 rocking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Estella at this point is like, you and I, we're gonna be friends. Like, yeah. let's do this. So then the Duchess, we go back to the Duchess, who's in her office. Okay. And there's a couple of department store guys there, and they're. Talking about how maybe they need to, you know... Maybe maybe she, the Duchess, should tone everything down. Make like, things a little more commercial. Make it a little, a little more cheaper. mainstream and commercial, and then we'll, like, get the monies. And she's like, well, I don't think that's the problem, because my sales at your department store are fine year over year. Considering the fact that you're losing 12% of your foot traffic every year, your revenues are down by 30%, and also, you are embezzling at least... 10% of the profits into your Swiss bank account number and rattles off the number. Which is like, so are we done here? And they're like, oh yeah, everything's fine. We have no feedback. Yes. Goodbye. And they bail. <laughs> Truly, that woman knows how to run a meeting. Oh yeah. I'm here I'm here for the like running of the meetings. She, she... was like, let's go over the action items, shall we? Yes. Number one, I need to humiliate both of you. Right. Check. Try. Number two. Also, you need to step the fuck off and let me do whatever I want. Yes. Questions? Great. We'll see you in a week. Great. We're going to wrap this up early. Great. I'll give you an hour back and mm-hmm. uh, you guys can enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Go with God. Yes. And disconnect all. Right. And end Zoom meeting. End Zoom meeting for all. <laughs> and this is where we meet Roger. Um, he's Roger int- is her lawyer. Yeah. Introduces her lawyer. She's like, and he also kind of has this annoying piano habit, which is just kind of a throwaway line, which explains who Roger is in the future. He's going to be an ad man. Right. Writing jingles. Yes. Yes. Where it's like, I kind of want to write music, but I'm not really good at writing music. Turns out he's actually not that bad at writing music, but like he just needed to kick you know, he had his... He needed something. Well, he had a lawyer job, so, like, mm-hmm. he wasn't really pushing it. Yeah, he wasn't ready to, like, just jump into, you know, being a musician. He's like, what's what's a step between being a lawyer and a musician? Like, maybe he goes out and plays open mics or something. Or, right, you right, know. like, shows up at the piano bar. Yeah, shows up at the piano bar, you know, plays a few gigs, you know. He, he's, he's got some mean Elton John, I'm sure, in the back pocket if you need it. But he doesn't, uh, he's not seeing that as a gig. Right. I feel like if you know how to play piano and you're like over 25, you need to be able to like do some solid Elton John. Oh, uh, at least Ben Folds. Right. Or Ben Folds doing Elton John, which is another. Yeah, there's there's many options. Anyway. But Corella comes in during this meeting and notices um, that the Baroness is wearing the necklace yes she's wearing the the necklace her mother's necklace mm-hmm. the last time she early. saw this necklace uh she was holding it right before her mother fucking died mm-hmm. and she was like huh that's weird um so she's like i really like your necklace she's like yes old family heirloom and Corella kind of has an old a flashback and realizes that the woman that was talking to her mom when her mom died was, in fact... Was, in fact, the Duchess. The Baroness. Was, or the Baroness, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh... Fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she's like, well, what the hell? Like, what do I do? Like, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do. Right. I want to keep my job because it's the, the possibility for me to, like, succeed in the fashion world. But also... My boss may or may not be Have a completely fucking psychopath. Who murdered my mother. Uh, we don't even know that yet. We haven't well, even gotten to the part where she maybe murdered her mother. She was there when my mother but died. she was there when my mother died. And the reaction she has is to take the necklace that was on the ground and claim it as her own. Right. So. Uh, I mean, finders keepers. But fair. But you don't claim it as an old family heirloom. You're like, oh, this old thing? Yeah. Right. It's vintage. Yeah. That's what, like, when you don't want people to ask questions, you just say, oh, this, it's vintage. I, I do that about my beer or something like that. Blake Lively used to, like, buy clothes from Forever 21 and wear them on the red carpet and say that they were vintage. I'm here for that. <laughs> like, peak, like, 2003 Blake Lively. <laughs> That's fantastic. But anyway, um, so, background, there is also a black and white ball happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is one of the Duchess's big or Baroness? Yes, the Baroness. Baroness. It's Baroness, but we keep calling her the Duchess because Just, we didn't pay great attention to this movie because we were drunk. Right. Anyway, so the Baroness is having a big party, black and white ball, and um, Estella slash Cruella is trying to mm-hmm. figure out what she's gonna do to get back at her. Like right. to start, so she, she gets a special cloak. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, soaked in alcohol. Or like it's the flash powder that you like magicians right. use. Right. It's made of like Holocaust cloak in uh, like the Princess Bride. The Holocaust cloak, yes. Right. It can burn and not like. Well, this burn burns you. up. Like it just burns up. It burns up, up but, it, but it doesn't burn down. Yeah. So the, the Baroness has a whole thing at the black and white ball. If you show up wearing anything other than black and white, you are tackled and removed. If you laugh too loud, if you annoy her, if you're... If you... And most importantly, if you upstage her. If you upstage her, you will be removed by tackle. Right. Toot sweet. Right. And so, um, Cruella, and it is Cruella at this point, not Estella. Right. With the, with the black and white hair and the white... And a white... Big white cloak. Shows up at this, this black and white ball. And she strikes a match... Right. She asks the waiter for a light. She uh, catches fire to her cloak, which burns up into just cinders. It just disappears, basically. Just right. soots away. Can we talk about what this cloak had to be made of slash soaked in? I, it had to be, like I said, there's the flash, like, have you seen the the flash paper, paper that magicians use? Right, right. It's it's that, like, magic... Uh, it's basically cellulose. In, right, like, that, like, magic burnt paper. Her cloak is made of fucking celery. Yeah. <laughs> and it burns at a temperature that's so hot that it just, like, consumes itself before it can get to her skin. This is... Real fucking dangerous. Oh, yeah. And expensive. Uh-huh. Who is funding her? Illicit activities Did from she... Horace and Jasper. That, okay. Okay. She's just, like, pickpocketed enough people on the subway. I think they're she, breaking bad. She saved up all of her monies. So, Horace and Jasper are operating out of an abandoned flop house in London. Mm-hmm. I think there's, like, a nine... 95, 98% chance they've got a meth lab. I mean, why wouldn't they have a meth lab? 
Yeah, it seems appropriate. Right. So, but I mean, that just may be the Southwestern Ohio slash West Virginia <laughs> talking. I'm like, I mean, it, perhaps, if perhaps. You, if you're in West Virginia and there's somebody that has uh, unexplicable I mean, sources of income, you're you, like, you speak mm-hmm. to what you know. I, I think I know where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. The answer is almost always meth. Well, no, sometimes it's just pot. If they have land, it's pot. If they don't, Ooh. it's meth. Okay. That's the that's. That's the demarcation. That's the demarcation. If you yeah, because you acreage. can you can make meth in like a bathroom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. need a lot of room. You can make it in a Walmart bathroom. Yeah. It's true. Don't you don't need a lot of room. No, I mean, st- stick with us for more intriguing tips on how to make money on a side hustle. I mean, no thanks. No, no, no. thanks. Hashtag girl boss. No, no, no. That's no, no, not no. what that means. Anyway, but yeah, so she's getting funded somehow. She so this dress when it burns up, she's wearing a bright red dress underneath, and also every eye in the place saw this happen. Right, right. She does cause quite a scene. She like takes um they have like a champagne like stacked cupped fountain. Yeah. And she takes of course like a cup out of the middle and then all the oh, cups collapses. fall down. And, and, and then she asks for the light and she right, does the thing. Right. And they were like, You don't have to make a scene and she's like, I really do. Yeah. And then they're going to like throw her out and she Right. And the Baroness is like, No, stay. Have a drink. I'm intrigued. And that fucking never happens. Like. Yeah, you. I, I'm interested. You, you've got my attention. Okay. Yeah. You, you get five minutes on the clock. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And so they, so Corella's there and she's plotting how to steal the necklace back. Mm-hmm. That's really all she wants. All she wants is a necklace. It's, uh, it's sentimental. Mm-hmm. And so Corella is, you know, there, and she's actually got her little puppy there. Buddy. Buddy. And are Horace and Jasper running around as well? I think, I think they, they are, are. Trying to sneak around and do some stuff. And um, Corella sees, kind of figures out what's out, pulls out a dog whistle, whistles, and points her Dalmatians to attack. Um... I don't remember if it's the dog or if it was horse or Jasper, but mm-hmm. points it. And that's when Cruella has a flashback and remembers the sound of the dog whistle. Right. Because children can hear dog whistles. Apparently. And that, I mean, that is true. Like children have much more of a higher range of mm-hmm. hearing and they can hear much higher pitched um, things than uh, grownups can. Thanks. Way too many punk shows. Mm hmm. And so, um, but anyway, so Corella is able to piece together that the Baroness whistled and pointed at her mom. And it was like, oh, you called your dogs on her. Like They knocked her over the cliff. They knocked her over the cliff. Like, it wasn't my fault after all. It was you your fault. You fucking killed her. Right. So she has like this whole moment of like panic and then kind of pulls it back together and manages to run out. Horace and Jasper and the dogs in hot pursuit. Mm-hmm. Corella hotwires a roadster. Yes. Yes. And then jumps in and drives it off. Also famously does not know how to drive. No. That's going to be consistent even through the the uh, Why doesn't she learn how to 
drive. Because she if doesn't she need learns to. how to hotwire a car. Well, she just kind of like bounces off things because she doesn't care about other people. Right. She's just like try all the things. Yeah, I guess I don't know, but she 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 doesn't care about hitting other cars because she doesn't care about other people. She doesn't care about the car she's in because it's not her car and she can afford another one. Right. Or she or can get she another. Can't, one. She can steal matter. another one. You know, it doesn't really matter. So, you know, driving well is irrelevant. Driving fast and getting away, that's the important part. And everything else is just gravy at that point. So then they get back to the hideout and Corella's like, all right, we got to step this up. Here's the deal. She killed my mom. Right. I need this bitch. This is going to be a rev- And Jasper's like, oh, so now it's... Or Horace. I forget which one. Oh, so this is now the revenge plot? She's like, don't worry. I'm not going to kill her. It's going to be worse. I'm going to plot everything out. And this is going to be... Right. Like, her triumph. And um, she goes to meet Anita Darling and is like, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And she goes to Corella and she's like... Right, and she was like, I recognized you at the ball. Like, as soon, like it took me a minute, but I was like, oh, that's Estella from school. She's like, oh, and no, darling. she's like, yes, I'm not Estella anymore. Like, that is in the past. I am Cruella. I'm Cruella. And how would you like to be, like, my own little private publicist? Right, also, you print gossip, and I am a maker of, like, trends. So, like... Let's join forces. You can be... It's kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter Parker. Only two different people. Yes. And so, yeah, she'll make the stories. Right. You I write have, the papers. You have, like, exclusive coverage of me and all my shenanigans. I'll give you tips on where I'm going to be. And I will make... I will turn fucking heads. And like, you'll be the one there front row. Right. And uh, she's like, so you print gossip. And she's like, I know it's not as glamorous as it sounds... She's like, no, it doesn't sound glamorous. It sounds fucking useful. Like, like you're fantastic. Right, I'm here. Know. I'm here for all of this. So, um, they they start like just kind of like guerrilla warfare mm-hmm. against uh, the Baroness. Right, like, it's like I'm gonna have a show in a graveyard. Like, yeah, it's gothic as fuck. Let's do this. Well, and like the Baroness shows up on a red carpet, and as she's walking in. A dump truck, mm-hmm. or a like garbage, a garbage truck, truck, pulls up and dumps its load on the front porch. Right, and in this load is Corella, which has like a whole giant couture train dress, but also made of garbage. Yeah, it's a whole look. And so when the garbage truck takes off down the street, hauling ass, right? This like. 90 foot train of like tool and shit is just streaming behind it as Cruella. People are like, wow. Like, wow. Fashion. So so art. Whatever Cruella's or whatever the Baroness is doing inside, which is nice and stayed and whatever, she just totally got owned. Um, It's just, yeah, she's just doing all the stuff. At one point, um, the Baroness pulls up and Horace and Jasper like tape the car shut. Mm-hmm. So that Cruella can get on the roof and like show up in her look, and so like the papers start really picking it up. 
So she's like the Banksy of oh, yeah. like fashion. Yeah, yeah. She is she is real off the wall, and you never know uh, what to expect of her. And also, you don't really know who she is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so while that's all happening, Horse and Jasper has managed to steal the Dalmatians. Right, right. Because she was like, "Hey, when." Uh, during the black and white ball, when she's trying ball, to steal the necklace. She tried to steal the necklace, but then shit went wrong, and one of the dogs must have eaten them. Must have eaten the necklace. So. So we have to steal the dogs and just wait for them to poop out this necklace. Yeah, I mean, that kind of tracks. I mean, right, and Horace least... and Jasper are like, hey, this is like way more than we've ever done for you. Like, this is, this is some real shit. Like, like this seems like not just like the score or the plan. This seems like personal. This is personal, yeah. This is personal, and like also I'm here for a personal vendetta. But like, what you, am I getting out of it? Right, you have to let us in. Like, you, you need to be our friends. We need to like, you need to not treat us like garbage. And she's like, nope, no friends. Just she's garbage. like, no, I'm treating like garbage. Bye. So, um. Also, while she's doing this whole guerrilla warfare thing, she's still working for the Baroness as a as designer, a as a Stella, with yeah. the red hair, which, that's gotta be hard on your hair, to yes. go from, like, red to not every day. I feel like she probably has a red wig, and she just wears her natural hair yeah. as Cruella. Maybe. At this point. But, anyway, um, at one point, Stella is in the alley behind the... Um, the design shop working on some sketches like at lunch like at lunch and baroness comes out sees it and she's like but this isn't for you this is for me this is my work like this is just she's like no check your contract everything you do is mine and she loves the look and it's like this dress with all these like gold buttons on it right it's uh, like a sweetheart neckline asymmetrical peplum uh skinny uh like a pencil skirt type exactly what i was gonna say right it's got buttons on it. Gold buttons. Just all over. Yes, yeah, sparkles. And so she starts making that dress for Baroness's fashion for, show. For signature fashion look. show. Because she needed a real signature look. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, so then the Baroness goes on the warpath mm-hmm. trying to find this Corella. First off, she tries to, like, um, fire Roger. Yeah, she does fire Roger. And then she, like, goes after Anita to like try to intimidate her to be right, like right but Nina's not having any of it cause Nina's like yeah yeah cause there was there was a point where the Baroness was like so where is she and she's like I don't know what you're talking about and she's like did you just lie to me and she was like no and she was like don't cry and she was like I'm not crying and she's like you will but then like nothing ever happened of it so no so um then on the way back from that um estella the baroness goes and picks up estella and is like all right we're going out for like drinks drinks yeah and so baroness just blovates for a while about how great she is Mm -hmm. she drinks to me right let's drink to me okay so yeah that's after after the baroness sees the final uh sparkly gown right with all the little gold nuggets with all the hand-sewn uh gold beads Mm -hmm. um she's like it's it's and Estelle's like it's stunning and uh the Baroness is like well 
we're good. Like, we're saved. Like, I'm going to go have a drink. Like, Estella, you come with me. Yeah. And so they go out. Baroness drinks to herself. Because who the else? Who the hell? Who the hell else would I drink to? Yeah. But also, like. Estella? I'm here for that gravitas. Like. I mean. To have just even an ounce of that confidence where you're like, who the hell else would I drink to? May the world grant you the confidence of a mediocre white man. Truly. Truly. She's got it in space. And Estella's like, I don't know, maybe me. Like, I designed it and I executed it. And, like, the Mm. whole reason that your signature look is amazing is because of me. And she's like, but I also plucked you from, you know, like, the detress. Like. So, you know, you owe me everything. Right. Anything you are is me. Mm -hmm. So, still fuck you. Like, it's just really a weird. It it is weird. She's like, you have. Um, enough talent to be a designer of your own label, but I don't know if you have the killer instinct. And, uh, Estelle's like, oh, I hope I do. And she's like, that's the right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, then... Meanwhile. Baroness is like, all right, well, also, I do need to eventually figure out who this gorilla is and take her down. Mm-hmm. And Estelle's just like, yeah, seems like a reasonable plan. Yeah, seems like you should do that. Horace and Jasper that evening break in to the baronesses and the point was they have to know we broke in so like they break in the guards asleep like they could steal every fucking thing and they're like no we have to like make a scene we have to like knock over all the Mm -hmm. the mannequins we have to wake up the guard we have to like get real close because if they don't know that we broke in all is lost right and so they do get caught and the point is that then... I mean, they escape. They but escape. They, but they know get that... Get spotted. That Corella broke in. Right. And so they decide they're going to put all the dresses and looks into the safe mm-hmm. uh, to keep it from being stolen. Right. Good plan. Um, meanwhile, Horace and Jasper get back and Jasper's like, hey, Corella, I need to talk to you. Right. I really fucking miss Estella. Right. You're kind of being an asshole. Like, this is not okay. Like, I get what you're going for, but like, I don't know if you're going down a path I want to follow. Right. I understand you're going, you're dealing with a lot of trauma, but also we've all dealt with trauma mm-hmm. and we've managed not to treat each other like absolute shit. But like, now you're treating us like real shit and like, I'm not here for it. And she's like, that's cute. Go away. Mm-hmm. And so as... The next day dawns. The the fashion show is getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. And they go to open the vault with... Right. Now, first off, you had seen this before. We didn't mention it. But uh, Cruella Estella had jammed the lock. Mm-hmm. And so they can't open the vault. So the... So it takes a while. So the fashion open. show is starting. Like mm-hmm. the, the guests are there. Everybody's ready. The whole thing. And they finally crack open the vault. And when the door drops, there are thousands of moths. Yes, it didn't read to me as moths initially. I thought it was bats, and I was like, "That's weird." Very tiny bats. <laughs> Very tiny bats. But no, it's moths because turns out Estella, when she put all of the beads on there, they weren't actually beads. They were like pupas of moths. Mm-hmm. How do you? Source those? Source those. How do you be like, I need like so many cubic feet of moth pupas? Yeah. Also, point, those would have had to go, like, those would have had to be timed 
impeccably. Impeccably timed. Yeah. I don't even know how you do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But they erupt from the vault. Maybe maybe they, like, go into stasis in cold temperatures. The vault was warm enough? Maybe. vice versa? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't do any research on moth pupae. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she, like, blasted them with some, like, some kind of chiller. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how she kept her all her pupae, like, intact. But it worked. This cloud of moths comes out, ends up going through the hall where they're throwing I mean, the also show. they ate all the shit out of all of the other dresses. Yeah, which is not accurate because only pupa, only, like, um, so I guess it's What kind pu- of moths eat fabric? Uh, the caterpillar stage. Okay, only caterpillar stage eats fabrics. Yeah, eats the fabrics. And then they do the chrysalis thing, and then they hatch, and they go out. So maybe, I don't know how long they're in there. Maybe they're in there for a couple weeks, and we're on, like, generation three of these things. Maybe, maybe. In which case, all the fashions is eaten up, or at least it's a convenient plot device, because all the fashion looks are destroyed. Right, right. I I definitely don't know the whole life cycle of a moth. Well, and then what's happened is these things fly out. All the fashion show for the the Baroness is destroyed. And you follow the moths out of the building. And as they exit the building, a fashion show erupts by the fountain down the street. Mm-hmm. First off, it is the fountain from earlier. Right. And Artie is Yeah, Artie from MCN. the... Yeah, from the... Whatever. He's the master of ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Jasper or Horace running the, the like DJ mix I table? I think Jasper is running the DJ mix table. And no, Horace is running the mix table because Jasper's playing guitar. Jasper's playing guitar, yeah. Very kind of like uh like slash from Guns N' Roses kind of look. It's it suits him. It's not a bad vibe. It's not a bad vibe. Yeah. yeah so the, they're the like punk rock fashion uh show. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, This is amazing. And so uh, at the end of it, uh, Cruella shows up wearing this jacket. And right, which is half Dalmatian. Ha- half Dalmatian skin. Mm-hmm. It's like, she killed my dog and made a jacket. Yeah. And, like, you can tell Baroness, on the one hand, is appalled, but also... Also, like... Wow. S- single hand clap for that, for that amount of gravitas. Like, wow, that was ballsy. Because... Mm-hmm. And it's pretty awesome. And then Horace and Jasper are kind of like, what the fuck? That, that's a bridge a lot. too far. This is a lot. Like, yeah. we were with you through, like, the humiliation of this, like, uptidy aristocratic bitch. But if you killed... Like, if you're fucking murdering dogs for fashion... Like, I, well, fashion and revenge, like, that's... That's real. I mean, they're dogs. That's a dark place. She is a very mixed... Uh, relationship with dogs. Apparently. Well, so I'm going to put out um, when we get back to the to the hideout, mm-hmm. the Dalmatians are fine. Right. The Dalmatians are fine. She didn't kill their dogs. And she actually doesn't, I mean, she's not mean to those dogs in particular. She doesn't really care for she's them. She's mean to the humans. She's but she's not to really the mean to the, the dogs. dogs. Yeah. But I think maybe this is the moment where her image was I'm cruel to dogs because I have this Dalmatian skin thing. Mm-hmm. It's possible the 101 Dalmatians, you know, where she's like kidnapping 100 Dalmatians. It's all a farce. It's all a farce. Or maybe it was, you know, she wasn't going to do the coat. She was going to do like some other stunt. 
Because mm-hmm. she's a she's a performance artist, really. Right, right. Maybe there's something in the plan, but it may not have been actually making coats out of dogs. Right. Maybe. But, like, that's just what she needs to project. Right. The world needs a villain, and she's happy to oblige. Yes, exactly. She, this is her real, like, which Henry was that? that was that Richard? I don't know. I don't know. One of the Shakespearean kings. Yeah. That. But one, anyway. one of the, like... Henry VIII, Richard III, like one of those people. Yep. So, but Horace and Jasper on the way out, they mm-hmm. get spotted. Right. And followed by the head of security. Mm-hmm. And so when Cruella does end up coming back. Very drunk. Very drunk. Very like, the queen is dead. Like Yeah, long live the queen. Um, She's intercepted by... Uh, Corella's security team who knocks her out, ties her to a chair. The Baroness's Baroness, team. yeah. Yes. Security team and ties ties her up, knocks her out, and, you know, she wakes up, she's tied to a chair in the middle, and she's like, what's going on? She's like, oh, well, you know. You're going to die in a fire. You're in a fire. Regretfully, Horace and Jasper are going to be arrested for your murder. Right, right. That's but a whole like, tragedy. I appreciate they're going to go down in a place of glory later. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sets it on fire and walks out. As the walls close in, as the smoke and fire get closer, she sees someone walk towards her and rescue her. And then she's pulled out. And she wakes up, like, on a couch. Yeah, with news reports of the death of Cruella. hmm And, you know... She's like, why am I alive? And that's and... Mark Strong. Mark the head Strong. of security walks head in. Head of security walks in and is like, yeah, because I pulled you from the flames in time. Yep. She's like, I mean, thanks. He's like, all right, so we got to catch you up. And he pulls the necklace out. He's like, don't worry, it's been thoroughly disinfected. And he's there's a key built into the necklace. Right, inside the gem is a key. And that key opens a box. And the box is her birth certificate. Like you do. And she's reading the birth certificate, and she's like, so the Baroness had a child? He's like, she's like, yes. Yes. You are that child. Because the Baroness and the Baron were having a thing. and Right. It was... Where he was delighted, she was much less than delighted. And so after the baby was delivered, he t- she told him the baby died, but just sent it away with somebody. Mm-hmm. And that somebody was a trusted servant, your mother, right. who raised the child as her own. So, like, the so she sent the baby to, like, with John, and she was like, you take care of it. Right. And it was very clearly implied, like, you leave this fucking baby on a hill to die, like, ancient Greece style. Like, we got that back porch that overlooks right. the sea. Right. Just put it there. You it, know it's it'll right. be done in two days. Just you give don't it a even good, have to do anything. Give it a good yoink. Yeah. Go for distance. Yeah. Punt this thing over the edge and, and be done with it. But he decided to give her to Catherine. Yes. Who is, like, the very sweetest, uh... Like, maid yeah. or whatever. And then he takes care of Catherine mm-hmm. through... Through embezzlement? I mean, is it kind of embezzlement? He's paying... I feel like it has to be. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. But at the same time, you know, he's doing a good Embezzlement for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. So he takes care of her so that she can raise her. And that's what happened 
at the end, mm-hmm. you know, at her mom's death was her mom came back and said, listen, I've got your daughter. You need to help us. Like, you need to support us because it's a bad thing, you know, or we're going to go public. I don't know if she said or... it was her daughter or if she just said it was, I don't know if baby. she said it was the Baroness's daughter or if she just said it was her daughter. And it's like, hey, I worked through all those years and we had a good relationship and like my me and my adopted daughter me like, and my adopted daughter needs some money and then i promise we'll never come back and so at any rate fairness took us a sh- shakedown and kicked her over the edge mm-hmm. and so um the head of security's like i'm really sorry about all this shit like this is my fault like i i tried to do the right thing at every turn but like there's only so many right decisions there's only right things i can do by the way since the baron is dead you would be the rightful heir of the manor and right all the monies all the money and the title and everything so you know that's FYI. out there if you want to claim it and so um yeah so she's like this is a lot there's yeah. a lot to process so she's got a lot to process she she thinks about it and she's like, all right, we've got to do something about this. I'm gonna one last caper. Right. I need my friends. I need my friends. And then I'm going to embrace Cruella and do everything I can. And so what happens is there's going to be a big shindig at the Baroness Hall. Hellman's Hall, which is where the Baroness holds court. Mm-hmm. And... So Corella gets together and starts making all these dresses that she's sending to the people that are invited. Right. With Artie's team of dressmakers. Yeah. And they're making all these dresses and wigs mm-hmm. and sending them out. So when the day comes. Right. And it's like, every... please wear this in honor of Corella. Yeah. Signed to the Duchess. Right. And so she's like, I mean, it's supposed to be sort of a memorial for Right, it's like a beautiful tribute. Beautiful tribute slash victory lap. Like, that's what she's going for. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the Duchess is, the Baroness, is gonna just take, you know, dance on the grave of Cruella. But when she comes out to the party, everybody is dressed like Cruella. Right, Black right. and white dresses. And she, does, and and she does have uh, instructions. Like, when she comes, like, I need you to... Uh, like take her and like bring her to my office and so they end up tackling like three or four people before they're like oh fuck everyone is dressed like this right yeah and so Corella herself is able to sneak into the party mm-hmm. unnoticed right in a in a sea of Corellas mm-hmm. meanwhile Horace and Jasper and Artie have also snuck in the party right as like um uh... They, they fellow get, security people. Yeah. And they get all the security guards to go into the library mm-hmm. where they lock them in there. Also, the whole security team's in the library, except for the one one guy, the head of security. Not about. And the real Cruella is walking by and uses her depth sleight of hand stuff to steal the dog whistle. And yes. is able to then get the Baroness kind of to follow what's happening and mm-hmm. get her outside. Right. She also changes 
uh, she like stashed a, a go bag mm-hmm. in the bathroom. She changes to look like Stella. Exactly. And uh, goes and stands on the like veranda. On the veranda where the ledge is there. And, um, and then blows the dog whistle. Right. Because then the dogs are following her. And uh, the Baroness the is like, the fuck is happening with this dog? And the and she's like, oh, someone's on the veranda. I'm going to go investigate. And it's it's Estella. Estella. And it's Estella. And so they have a moment where Estella's like, listen, I know the gig. I know I'm your daughter. I know everything about what's going on here. This is mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the gig is up. I'm going to make it known that you're terrible, that you're a mom. <gasps> Gasp. And that you're, you know, kind of a bitch. Right, right. And the Baroness is like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like, no wonder you were so incredible and a genius. And like... You're my daughter, of course. You're my daughter. Of of course, of course, I love everything you do. You're mine. Like... Yeah, it's all about her. Right. Meanwhile, Horace and Jasper and Artie are like kind of... And and the head of security are pushing everybody kind of out to the back porch. Mm -hmm. And so, quietly... And so the Duchess or the Baroness and Estella are having this whole big moment. And then Baroness is like, can I hug you? And so I was like, I I guess. Sure. And so she's like, you're not going to push me off the cliff, are you? Oh, no. And she's like, oh, you're so funny. And then she pushes her off the cliff. She's like, idiot. And she turns around. And she audibly hears gasps. (gasps) And yeah, when she turns around. There's the entire party that just saw her push a human off the cliff. Like, she jumped. Did you see? She jumped. And everybody's just kind of like, uh... Nah, no, bitch. No, that's not what we saw. And so she gets arrested. And that's when Corella's voiceover comes in. Like, like I said, this, is the st- this necklace is the reason why I died. Oh, but don't worry. And what... She had a parachute built into her dress... Right. She had a parachute built into her skirt. She's like, a well-cut skirt is a lifesaver, ladies. Yeah. And so she parachutes down, gets in a boat, takes the boat around the corner where she gets in the car. Right. Where she can get back into full Cruella gear. Yeah. And then comes through the front door in all her glory, the front gate. And it turns out um, Estella Mm -hmm. had willed everything... To Cruella DeVille. Her dear friend. Her dear friend, Cruella DeVille. And since Mommy Dearest is now in jail. Right, and Estella is dead. Then everything flows through. So Cruella then takes over Hellman's Hall. Right. By taking the men's off. Mm-hmm. Right, and now it's just Hell Hall. Which is a thing. Apropos. That'll it'll, it'll be a thing. And then her, Horace, and Jasper and Artie move in. And with Mark, with the head of security guy, mm-hmm. and they're all like, "So what now?" Yeah, and Carla's like, "I have some ideas." And then, cut to credits featuring Corella Deville as like a creepy like sure whatever acoustic version. Right, the after credit scene though. Yes, she sends uh, Corella Deville sends both Anita and John. Dalmatians. Dalmatian puppies. Well, there is a throwaway line at the kind of that last scene where someone says, hey, is one of those dogs looking a little chunky? Because it's pregnant. Mm. And then so she sends Pongo and Purdy to Anita and, Anita and John. John, 
who cannot be married at this point in the canonical 1965 slash 2000s. Right, right, right. I don't know. I don't, that whole relationship thing. Right, because their dog brings them together. Yeah, their dogs bring them together, which is even worse now because now their dogs are siblings, I guess. Yes, maybe. Yeah, I guess. It's very weird. But John is also working on music and Corella has a very weird relationship with dogs. It is. It is. We absolutely I agree. It's it's troubling, but also odd, but okay. also not bad. So how do you f- I feel like this was a great revenge movie and a terrible uh like villain setup movie. So this was wicked. Yeah. Uh okay, but like Wicked, like, there are through lines that you're like, oh, and this is why they did this, and this is why they did this, yeah. and this is why this, it's all coming together. So it's I Wicked feel Jr. Like, I feel like almost none of Cruella's personality came together. No, not really. You know, like, oh, that's why, whatever. But I think it's the, this person is a bad person because of how you meet them in another story. Mm-hmm. They are the villain and the foil to someone else's, even though right, they right. have their own agency that they're trying to do. I I understand that. I understand the like, oh, yeah. everyone is like complex and nuanced and like, that's not really Disney's jam. Yeah. But we're going to explore it. Like, that's fine. But what's what's weird is like the Cruella at the end of this movie versus the person who would murder puppies for a coat. Well, we talked about that. Maybe like, it's not. Maybe that's there's just got, the, there's got to be like more. Shtick. There's got to be like more. There's got to be like another like sequel or something. Oh, there will be good news. Ugh. It's been greenlit already. Okay, so this movie had great costumes. Oh, fantastic! And great soundtrack. Yep. And other than that, it was like okay it was okay but it wasn't it wasn't a Cruella de Vil movie like it could have been any movie yeah I mean it's it's like the devil wears Prada for kids right right or Space Jam yeah I don't think it was Space Jam <laughs> but anyway but yeah it was not it was not as nothing nothing great. about it was like very specific and it wasn't... It she had black and white hair, Lisa. Right. It's, she did have black and white hair. And she she was fashion. Sure. Sure. The darlings are in it. I mean, like, there's people there, but, it, like, it's not... Yeah, it's not... I don't know. I feel like it didn't really... It didn't really, like, oh, that's clever how they pull together all of these pieces of the original story. No. Like, there's very little pieces of the original story. And they're very, like, look, look, here's the original story. You know, like... Yeah. Very ham-fisted. Very true. I feel. So, I, I do feel this is setting up more of the 2000s version of the story okay. than the 1965 version of the story. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a little better. Also, can I just say, somebody pointed out they would, you know, dream world, there's some sort of time travel mishap, and Ooh. you get the Emma Stone Cruella meeting the Glenn Close Cruella. I gotta say, Glenn Close Cruella is like peak. She was peak so good. Cruella. So peak. She is just like it's the Cruella all of the Cruella's she's a fucking cartoon in the best way it was so great but um that'd be awesome so what do we learn from this movie uh revenge is a dish best served publicly in front of thousands of aristocrats yes yes um you can work your way up in fashion even if you start cleaning toilets assuming that you have enough talent 
and also a complete killer instinct. Yes. Like, you've got to be... Got to be the worst. You got to be terrible. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um. I have so many questions. So many questions, though. So many questions. I don't have the answers to your questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, when, when Estelle and her mom were, like, struggling for money, why didn't she just sell the family heirloom that she stole from the Baroness? Because it's a family heirloom. You don't sell family heirlooms. It wasn't her fucking family. <laughs> but it was her daughter's family. That was her, the one thing right, she had. Right, it was the one thing she could keep for yeah. her daughter, I guess. I guess. That's some, like, real... Poetic. Real, real integrity that, like, I probably I probably don't have. Well, also, um, when you sell the family heirloom, that's a one-time injection of cash. But if mm-hmm. you can keep that as some sort of tie to the Baroness, maybe later that can parlay into, like, a... Some kind of job? Well, not job, the... but, like, claim? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe the plan was when the Baroness dies... She was playing the long game. Yeah, when the Baroness dies, you show up and you claim the... You, you're her eldest daughter. Claim the titles and the right. Right, and all you have is this necklace. And well, the necklace, will be like all oh, that, holds up in court. Go find the head of security. Have him open the box. Hey, now we have this. I don't know if Estella's mom knew about all that. Maybe I don't know. We don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. This movie, like you said, it doesn't really tie up its own loose ends let alone the no. loose ends from other movies no, so not it, at all. it's fun I, it's enjoyable and like a fun watch and it's again a killer soundtrack oh definitely definitely so my kids are listening to a lot of electric uh light orchestra oh that's good yeah that's that's it's like i'm not not here for this that's a good way to bring that in mm-hmm. i was wondering when we were going to get to that part of the education <laughs> It's important. It is. Um, I don't know what we learned. Not much. It's just fun to be bad. Disney will just keep making movies that are live action versions of like old movies. Disney will keep making movies. They only have so much IP. Disney will keep making movies because that is literally the job of Disney. It's their job. It's what they do. They They will do some originals. They will do some retreads. They will do some adjacent properties. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it was fun. It. I still feel like there's a real big jump from, like, the person she is at the end of this movie to the person who will, like, murder puppies for a coat. Yeah. Again. I, I hear you. I gotcha. So. so. It's a big jump. It is a big jump. Acknowledged. But, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see it in the sequel. Maybe we'll see it in the second sequel. I don't know. By the sixth movie, I think they should probably oh be gosh, wrapping so it up. Oh my so many movies. I don't know how many they're going to do. Yeah. Emma Stone's getting old. No offense. Well, I mean, she so is Cruella. She's she got to age. She can only play like a... Yeah. I, that's true. Yeah. You just got to follow her. She yeah. can get older. Well, I mean, famously, she is a, you know, kind of older, you know, established matron mm-hmm. of the fashion world. And yeah. Yeah. So... She can, she can get there. I, I have faith in Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. If she can do Blues Traveler's Hook, look it up. <laughs> she can do a good Cruella. And I guess that is where we uh, we end. Yeah. Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. <laughs>